Happy, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that again. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to MTG Untapped episode 58. I am your host. I am Twitch.tv's. I am the Micah. And joining me as always, he is my friend. He is also yours. He is Kosa. How are you? Feeling pretty good today. Definitely got really cold. Um, I mean, it was expected, but it wasn't expected with these ups and downs. So, anyways, yep, new wall. I am a shameless shill. I remember yesterday when I was streaming, I was like, man, it's so hot and like humid and I'm like, it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Ready to get off the stream so I can crank the air conditioner up. And then today it's like, all right, now I'm freezing. It's Texas for you. All right. Uh, this is going to be a little bit more of an expedited episode. Uh, we're going to spend that one mana to give it haste and plus one plus oh, is that, in that? draw a card? Is that what we're doing? Sounds about right. <laughs> Magic joke for you. Um, we're going to skip the phasing. Nothing particularly uh, genius happened that we could recall immediately at the top of their heads. Uh, so uh, we're going to go ahead and post that, but be expecting a juicy one next week, maybe, possibly. Who knows? So we're going to go right to the untap, talk about Magic that we played over the past week. And so we're just going to talk about some of our Kamigawa drafts. Uh, me, personally, I did my 15th one this morning. We were recording on Wednesday the 23rd. And uh, I've done 15 drafts. My record is 57 and 42. Well, that's all right. It's pretty. It's pretty okay. My last deck was hilarious, though. Esper bombs. Got Jenga Taxis in there. Was that the Spirit Sisters call? Had that. Uh, I was a uh, six and two, and so I was like, all right, final boss time. Let's go. And uh, my opponent played a uh, Junji. Is that one? Yeah, Junji. He played that, and I just couldn't. Flying's a broken mechanic. I've been saying it over and over. They got around of that. People are worried about like soul rings and monkeys and stuff. You got to get rid of flying. Uh, Semi sarcastic there. Um, oh, whoops! Hit my mic. Um, but yeah, so they hit that. They just kept hitting me over and over. I got I went to one. My one line that I had is if I drew Spirit Sisters call, I had the the good the good boy, the little puppy on board mm-hmm. and I had the intercessors arrest in my graveyard. So I drew that. I was able to sack the dog to uh, arrest the Junji and stay alive. And I had a Jinka Taxis on board. Um, and so I was like, Oh, I might be able to stabilize this. But the sec, and then I literally top decked it. I think there was a situation where they just flunged. I would have died, but they didn't, but they put me to one. And so as I, I top decked the spirit sisters call, I did the line. I got there and then they played like three more removal spells and I died. But I was so happy. I was like, oh, I, if I draw this card, I can stabilize. I can do this. I did it. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. It's a very temperamental format, this. Yeah, I'm still just not, I'm not having really any success here. I'm at like 38 and 60 now for game records. So I'm just. I, I mean, which is really weird because I'm looking, you know, I've listened to, you know, I listened to one of the resources, obviously went back and listened to our notes for the assessments. And I, I mean, I think my, my assessment of cards is really high and I really don't think my decks are uh, very terrible. Um, if anyone wants to know, I, I don't know how to send this account information, but Mike and I can figure it out, but uh, you can look at my my decks and my constructions, and I, I mean, I feel like they're super solid. I've sent you plenty of pictures of decks that should have gone, 
you know how I play. Um, yes, there are definitely times on Arena where I'm very sloppy, uh, but in paper, uh, you've seen my play. It's pretty tight, and uh, I don't know. I'm just having some real bad luck. Like, uh, currently have a, a green white Enchantress deck right now, um, and it's running like four of the Spirited Companions. I have two of the Enlight- Enlightenment Sagas. Um, and then, um, you know, have a lot of, you know, I have a decent top end, you know, just have, have a lot of things, a lot of synergy. And, uh, when the deck's popping, it's popping, but I've run into some games now where it's just like, like I've, I've got two wins, like super solid. Um, you know, we had some tight play where, yeah, my opponent played like a Kyrie or whatever. And, you know, I was still able to get through or they played, um, uh, at sushi, um, real early, able to get through whatever. Um, and then, uh, and then the next string of games is like, uh, all my spirited companions are just drawing me lands and they keep drawing lands. Uh, my opponents seem to have, uh, the right stuff against me. So I'm not trying to sound salty about it. I just definitely, it's, it's, it's really kind of a, a gut check here. Um, it's kind of frustrating cause I, I really don't know what the issue is right now. So, uh, maybe one of these days we'll get another stream on just to see maybe if people can figure out what's going on with that. Um, but either way, I'm still I feel great about the the decks that I've uh, drafted. Nonetheless, uh, I know in paper it's been a lot different. Uh, my sealed deck built itself obviously for pre-release, but draft last week, um, I guess you could sort of say it built itself too. But either way, like I drafted a great mm-hmm. deck and. Um, I don't know. It just like uh, I mean, paper. It's it's a lot different for me. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I can get through some of these woes. I told Micah that I'm kind of done with uh, Premiere, which you know lasted for a whole five minutes before I uh, you know went back and drafted this Enchantress deck. So uh, I think the current record is like three and two. So at least I'll be at five hundred or above. But uh, anyways, so yeah, that's been my experience. Hopefully, it'll get a little better. Um, before uh, we do our run it back series, so that's something I actually wanted to talk to you about. Um, more so because uh, I'm actually I just want I hope to probably get to around twenty drafts before we do run it back. Um, but uh, I wanted to get your thoughts uh on possible like Reapers talismans or uh, thieves tools award winners. For me right now, I think I'm between like Besage for Reapers, not yeah, for Reapers Talisman. I'm between uh Besage Reaches Skyward and um Glimpse wait, that's what what's the Holy Unspeakable? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's between those two for me. What was the first one you said? Uh Besage Reaches Skyward, the green saga for three and a green. First chapter you get two forests into your hand. Second one is a useless one. You just put maybe that's be the tiebreaker that gives it to the other one. Because the other chapter, it gets a uh, you get it put a land. Anyway, that's the other one. I can't remember. The second chapter is useless. The second chapter is if you put a land from your graveyard. Oh, your graveyard on top of your library. Yeah. But then, yeah. the, then it flips into a uh, XX with a reach, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, power and time the number of lands you have. The cards is really cool. But now that I think about it, all three uh, chapters of Behold the Unspeakable are very relevant. So that might be a tiebreaker for that one. But those are currently where my thoughts were on that one. And I kind of been really struggling to come up with one for these tools. Cause all the, like the these tools one or the commons in the set seem kind of valuey to me as opposed to like these tools, like the reason why we all liked it so much, like, right, this card, this is a card, a common that can basically just win you games. 
So I was kind of struggling there. For that. Uh, Maybe Tanuki. I don't know. So funny enough, I think. Um, I mean, I'm pretty on board with Behold the Unspeakable. Um, that that card, I think, is just a, a powerhouse by itself. So there's not much there. This one might be a very interesting one. Um, so yeah, I guess I have to think about the spirit of the award because this is a common that I think actually you just have to like auto draft you in the color, but it's fade into antiquity. And that might just be a very mm-hmm. weird thing to say, uh, because- but the format, uh, the format definitely uh, dictates that you should have that card. I've drafted three of them and I've never been unhappy with it. It, it always has something to hit. Um, and because the sagas are powerful, usually you're wanting to hit the sagas. So um, I could see that. Uh, sorry, you were going to say something though. As I, everyone's just so excited to be able to main deck disenchant. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of a cool. That's I mean that's why it, it kind of pisses me off like how bad I'm doing because I've really enjoyed this format as far as the like the different approach that you have to this format. Uh, so the fact that I'm doing pretty terrible is um, is kind of frustrating. Another one that's a possibility is season of renewal. Another green card that has actually just done tremendous work. Um, because you know, it's in your deck, you get to set up lines where sure you trade off like your flipped, uh, Shashiro's, whatever five, five, um, for their creature. And then, you know, because either you have it in your hand or you're going to draw it, you get to put that back in your hand. Plus a creature, plus a creature card. Um, and so that card is actually uh, maybe another consideration for. Uh, and again, it, it's kind of weird how we. We're, one of these days, we're going to have to have a written format for what we're going to consider in those things. And we've kind of gone back and forth between like just the best common, best uncommon, right? Um, but we chose it for the reasons, like, you know, we said about Thieves Tool. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's just. This this set is definitely not so much about you have to have this card per se versus like what mm-hmm. synergies are you producing, but I think those cards are I'm I've never been disappointed having those cards in my deck. Like they've done they've literally done something every time. So um that's where kind of where I'm at. That makes a lot of sense. We're gonna have to get more opinions on this. Tree could probably have some strong thoughts. Yeah. All right. Let's hop into today's main topic. Talk about something that was announced a week ago, right after right after we recorded yeah. <laughs> last week. They announced a secret layer, and it's a universes beyond one. The very first or the second one, I guess, because Walking Dead. Third one, the first because one. Uh, Stranger oh. Things. Oh yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my bad, brain farting. Um, yeah, we got Street Fighter. There's going to be a secret layer of eight cards. It's going to be uh, $39.99 for the regular ones and I believe $50 for the foil. Available now. You can pre-order them now for the month for 22 more days and 17 hours, 39 minutes, and thir- 29 sec- 28 seconds, 27 seconds. Okay, I'm not going to continue with that bit. Um, but they're expected to be released on July 29th. The ones we talked about today, that's the time frame. Yeah, 20. 20- a little bit less than 23 days. Actually, by the time you're listening, it's going to be 20, 20 days. Um, a little bit less than 21 days, I guess, to order them. And they'll be released on the 29th of July. But yeah, we're going to go through these cards. And not just think about them as magic cards, but also the flavor of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we'll just do them in the order they have them on the Secret Layer website. 
And the first one is E Honda Sumo Champion for white, white for a legendary creature, human warrior. So zero seven. It has sumo spirit. So these are like kind of like the uh, back in the D and D set, little flavor words to help you immerse yourself in the flavor of the card. Sumo spirit. As long as it's your turn, each creature assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. Instantly, people want to make a commander deck around this. In the six mana is quite a lot. Then it has hundred handed slap. Whenever E Honda Sumo Champion attacks, up to 100 target creatures, 100 target creatures get plus zero plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your hand. That's so funny. 100 target creatures. All right, this instantly gets like an A plus in flavor for me. That's so funny. No, yeah, they definitely do a good job of flavor and kind of just harking back to what you're saying about the, uh, the keywords. I've, I'm actually really excited about this i really like that direction of uh mm-hmm. it, it definitely makes it feel more like a universes beyond and just like um an overlay for a magic card so uh kudos to that uh yeah it's a it's a fun card um it's a uh one color uh doran so uh i don't think it's gonna be that popular as a commander but as a 99 card uh definitely i mean fits in all those decks so really cool like the little art design he's slapping the truck here um yeah it's great i uh i think this is a, a cool first card to, to witness i think yeah, it's a shoe in and all those kinds of edhx it's a 99 though probably not a commander yeah although some people try and make a like if there's like a someone who's like played a bunch of street fighter they're also a big magic player and their ehan is their main they'll probably do it for fun yeah um also i feel like it's uh, so I believe in the new streets of Capena is the first where set where uh, the magic versions of this the Stranger Things cards will be available, and these will the magic versions of these will be available in one of the Dominaria sets. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, basically it's mm-hmm. gonna it's going to uh, so we have three of them, right? So mm-hmm. each set I think will bring in a new um, version of universe. The magic versions, which will be available in the list slot of set boosters. Um, just get that out of the way. Um, I'd be interested if they add the flavor words to the magic versions. Um, next up, we have Ryu, World Warrior. Two in a white for a legendary creature, Human Warrior. It's a 2-4. It has training. That's pretty funny. And uh, to remind y'all what training is, whenever it attacks with another creature with greater power, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. Uh, and then it has Hadoken, an activated ability. Four and a red and tap. Wait, an untap. The untap. Oh, when I read this card, I thought it was a tap ability. This guy's Moonfolk or whatever. Uh, no, uh, no, Kithkin. Uh, discard a card. Ryu World Warrior deals damage equal to his power to any target. If excess damage was dealt to a creature this way, draw a card. Do you know why they. Four and a red and untap. Do you know why they did the untap? I'm sure there's a flavor reason that's just going over my head right now. Did you ever play Street Fighter? I played it a little bit, but I was just super casual. Uh, so that is the move for the Adoka. Oh, yeah. because no, 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 no. That's sure no, you no, can. No. Yeah, but the, it's, 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 it's uh, down to side. Uh, down, uh, and that's and the downside A or whatever, and that's the sure you can. Or Hadoken. That was a Hadoken, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty Hadouken. cool. I think that's a cool, another little cool flavor 
to it. Um, yeah, uh, again, probably not another. So this one's kind of interesting because it has red in there. Um, you know, you just made a green white um, humans deck, so it won't fit in there, unfortunately. But um, I mean, yeah, just another 99 card. Again, really flavorful for anybody who likes Ryu from Street Fighter. Um, the training, it's kind of funny. Like, I feel like. I feel like it should have been like a one four or a one five just to get it going, uh, just to like so you can get it as low as possible and keep training it up. But I'm sure there's some cool synergies and possibly combo uh, enabling. Uh, it does cost five mana, so it's going to run out pretty quick. But uh, being able to untap is usually has a lot of combo potential. So sweet. I kind of wish I had a little bit of green in there, get more counters on it. Pretty a lot easier, but card's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Next up, we have Ken, Burning Brawler. One red red for our legendary creature, Human Warrior. He's a 4-2, so the opposite of Ryu. He has Prowess. So whenever you cast a non-creature spell, he gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. And then for a hybrid Boros mana, so either red or white, Ken gains first strike until end of turn. Then he has Shoryuken, which is whenever Ken deals combat damage, you may cast a sorcery spell from your hand with mana value less than or equal to the damage without paying its mana cost. Ooh. Now that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it's mm. I think it's actually pronounced sure you can but anyways. Sure uh, you can. We need Josh on here. Jo- actually, uh, I wish we could have invited Josh today because let me tell you, he would be uh bugging out right now. Um and this is, happens to be his favorite character, so um I know he he probably He's t- my favorite character in Street Fighter. Is he really? Oh uh, Josh. I mean I'm probably I'm probably not as big a fan as Josh is. Because I would watch the Street Fighter animated movies. Right. I thought Ken was cool. Josh Josh has a big crush on blonde headed dudes that are muscular. So um, like, Cloud Strife. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, yeah. Um, uh, again, it's kind of interesting in the red white uh, with a prowess ability. But that's, I mean, you know, you could probably uh, put this in a uh, what's the angel, the red white angel from War Aurelia, Feather. Feather, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. probably isn't a feather and stuff like that It'd be mm-hmm. pretty sweet um yeah so far i'm really liking um these cards the prowess to me as a flavor doesn't make as much sense but again i'm also not i'm not as big in the street fighter as josh is so um maybe we'll find out from him and, and get back to y'all on uh on what that means the first strike i guess goes with the shoryuken though that definitely is a flavor thing I like that um First place, my head is like maybe put in some sort of like Jeskai. Like if you had like a prowess deck in EDH, so I feel like this would go in there. He's like cast spells for free. That seems pretty cool. And also the more important thing is in the background of the art, good old America. Good Got old flag in the background. America. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Got a guy in a hat there fist pumping. Yeah, Ken. All right. Moving on to some multicolored cards. Well, I guess you and Ken are multicolored in terms of like EDH. Uh, we have Blanca, Ferocious Friend. Three red and a green for a legendary creature, Human Beast Warrior. He's a 5-5 five, five with haste. Then he has Rolling Attack. Blanca, Ferocious Friend, has Trample as long as you've cast three or more spells this turn. That's hilarious. Then he has Electric Thunder. Whenever Blanca becomes the target of a spell, he deals, he gets plus two, plus two until end of turn and deals two damage to each opponent. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is That's very this is very Voltroni style, like 
spell slinger which the green is like okay i really usually don't like putting pump spells in my deck but uh i can definitely see this being just like a a one-time uh kill someone with commander damage so yeah another word. battle rage yeah the three the three spells is a little excessive to me um but they're like a, i mean there's not a lot of spot removal in commander at least in the the play groups that we have so this should be able to get in pretty pretty well card's so funny i love I'm, I'm really loving the card design here it's pretty they they, they you can tell they spent some time on these yeah for sure next up we have probably one of the most uh, obvious ones to do and that is chun li countless kicks one white and a blue for a legendary creature human soldier i wonder why they went with soldier for her isn't i don't know i'm thinking like cammy i don't know for a three three she has multi-kicker which is like the obvious bit and multi-kicker is for a hybrid uh azorius mana so either blue or white when Chun Li Chun Li enters the battlefield, exile up to X target instant cards from your graveyard, where X is the number of times Chun Li was kicked. Put a kick counter on each of them. Then she has lightning kick. Whenever Chun Li attacks, copy each exiled card you own with a kick counter on it. You may cast the copies. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, this fits right into Narset. Um this is very on the nose with multi-kicker. I think one of the mm. easiest uh of all the things I could have done as far as an ability, this is like the easiest like magic ported thing to Street Fighter. So it's really cool. A lot of people are excited about this card. And uh, yeah, I mean, they did a great job. I think as far as, uh, I think Ryu's, Ryu's are chun and probably just Zangief, which we'll get to later in, in a bit. But uh, I think that's like my favorite arts. Um and this one just looks great. Like uh, this is like quintessential. It's kind of funny because this one and then the um, uh, oh god, and I used to be a Walking Dead fan. The blue white. Um, oh, uh, uh, starts with a J, right? Uh, Why am I drawing a blank here? Oh my god. Yeah, Asian guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, his was also one of my favorite arts and cards as well. So yeah, this is awesome. Walking dead i'm gonna be so mad when you find it too and be like glenn yes thank you glenn <laughs> all right moving on wait uh wait that's right you're you said like narsa and stuff what do you think about chun li as a commander yeah as a commander it's fine too you're gonna have a lot less um you know because like red kind of dabbles in like the damage mm -hmm. and whatnot so why i mean you're looking at always having um a uh Path to Exile, Swords of Plowshare, which can be really awesome. Uh, that might actually be really cool in itself. Um, uh, and then blue, I guess just like ponder brainstorm abilities and stuff like that is pretty awesome. So uh, this might actually be something, hmm. So it's funny, I was going to make a Jason Jinkataxis as the deck for him to take with him when he moves. But maybe Chun-Li just has a lot of cool things that, uh, might be better so we'll see we'll see what i end up making for him all right next up we have dalsam pliable pacifist two green and a white for a legendary creature human monk he's a one three with reach he has teleport dalsam pliable pacifist has hexproof unless he's attacking then he has whenever a creature you control with reach attacks untap it and it can't be blocked by creatures with greater power this combat so is that like skulk yeah um, skulk and then, but it's like it's it's like a conditional skulk, so it's not just straight up skulk, I guess. Right. Uh, and then it has fierce 
punch. Wait, is that what? Yeah, it says fierce punch. Whenever one or more creatures you control do a combat damage to a player, draw a card. Ooh. Uh, Selesnia Reach Tribal. Let's go. Spider. We have our Spider Commander. Yeah, this one's interesting to me for the color choice. I mean, like making <laughs> a Reach Commander seems interesting. Um, this also, so whenever one or more creatures you control those combat damage to a player. Oh, it's not. Ooh, it's not Toski formatted. It's not. It's not. But if you hit multiple opponents, you lose get to draw mm-hmm. three cards. So that's pretty neat. Um, and I guess like Toski being mono green keeps you limited, whereas here like green and white as a commander kind of opens up the door. So it just depends on how many cards you want to draw. Um, too bad there's not like a a uh, like in green right in Toski. There's nothing that's like Glad Maniac. And this doesn't really allow you to get there either. So I think it's just a value card, but it's cool though. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I really want to make Reach Tribal now. All right. Next up, we have Guile, Sonic Soldier. One blue, red, white. So one in Jess Guy for a legendary creature, human soldier. He's a 4 4. When Guile, Sonic Soldier enters the battlefield or attacks, put a charge counter on him or remove one from him. When you remove a counter this way, choose one. Guile Sonic Soldier deals four damage to any target or uh, flash kick. Oh, I said, I just, I'm sorry. I was Sonic Boom. He does four damage to any target or flash kick. Guile Sonic Soldier gains lifelink and indestructible until on the turn. This is a neat commander. Yeah, this one reminds me a lot of uh, Brea, oddly enough, and just that it's a, you know, four mana. Now it's not four colors but it's three and just guy which is also on the nose uh america here but uh this seems like it could definitely be difficult uh to play against and now commander i mean it's not so broken but i know with the brea uh it would i mean it has the ability like where you blink in you make more tokens and so that's like a infinite thing on its own but just always being able to probably get through damage because you can deal four damage to any target um, is pretty sick. So, uh, yeah, this one seems really fun to build, actually. Uh, there are a lot of different things you can do with this commander. And then just life link and indestructible is always just a nice little add-on. So, like, at minimum, right, like, your first attack gets to do four and and it gets to Sonic Boom and Flash Kick, which is pretty sweet. So, My first mind went to... Um playing this with like grateful apparitions and guild packed informants proliferate his counters. <laughs> um, yeah. should... Oh, wait a minute. You only get to remove the counter when you, uh, when he, whenever when, he attacks and the battlefield or attacks when he ATBs are. Yeah. So you can only, so you only get those trigger whenever he, attacks. okay. It's a little less powerful, but still, I think that's probably good anyway, that you don't just get to like, you know, do it on the spot mm-hmm. or whatever, like they in a response. Build up, build Treat him like his own little uh, GTA. Just hold up the counters. And yeah. Like, All right, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like this card. I think it's probably my second favorite after, in terms of like the, the card design for my, um, after Dalson, because I want to really want to do Reach Tribal. Next up, we have Zangi, the Red Cyclone. Two black, red, and green for Legendary Creature Human Warrior. He's a 7 4. Zangief, the red cyclone, must be blocked if able. Then he has iron muscle. As long as it's your turn, Zangief has indestructible. Isn't this guy just like the the Mardu Zergo or whatever? I was going to say, he reminds me of the Zergo, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. But I think Zergo has to attack each turn if able. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. That uh, little side note, uh, the, the little like 
whatever those decks were that like had like a foil Zergo. That's the very first magic product I ever bought. I think. Oh, con- sure. what cons of Tarkir? Yeah. It was like a little pre-con 60 card weird deck that had like a foil Zergo as a, hmm. that's cool on the front of it. Um, then there's like another one that had a foil seven, two green that can return to your battlefield tap or so I can't remember. Oh, Fido, uh, Fido, Fido Titan. Fido Titan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, back to Zangief. So as long as it's your turn, he's indestructible. Then he has Spinning Pile Driver. Whenever Zangief deals combat damage to a creature, if that creature was dealt excess damage this turn, that creature's controller sacrifices a non-creature, non-land permanent. That's interesting. Yeah, this is a unique build. Shout out to Henry. This is his favorite character in Street Fighter. Um, probably also expect him to build this commander. Um, yeah, this is really neat. Um something kind of different so it has like the techie tech staple onto it in some way uh you're not removing an counter to blow up a enchantment or a artifact but in any case when it deals combat damage uh, you know you're probably they're probably having to sacrifice one of those things um so yeah i think it's really sweet um it's definitely one of those things where uh and i mean it's indestructible so like they i mean board wipes or spot removal on their turn like uh, this card is going to be kind of frustrating to play against um and when it's making you sack some of your better permanents um that's really frustrating so seems cool i like it i like it too this i think looking at them all i feel like zangy will probably be the best commander he's gonna the fact that he has indestructible I mean, granted it's only on your turn but that's when if, if a creature like if it's gonna be a commander that's like five mana or more, this is probably a separate discussion. You probably need some sort of really strong protection like that, native to the commander, like indestructible or some other form of uh, being able to like, reliably keep it on the battlefield or replay replay it constantly. Yeah, and I kind of misread it, but it's interesting. Like uh, the design here is either you're gonna take a huge amount of damage, or your creature's gonna chump block, and then they're gonna lose a permanent, which. In any case, it's it's a different play pattern than normal, right? Because like I was just saying about the techie tech having to deal combat damage, it's like, okay, you have the choice, but nothing feels good here. So anything that makes me play Rancor uh, seems great. <laughs> like I don't see that card enough in Commander and it probably should be. So there, You just load, load this deck up with a bunch of ways to give them Trample. Because I just realized that it, like if, oh no, because then it wouldn't be excess damage dealt to the creature or just still one to that creature. And then, oh, isn't what, that how it works? I don't know. That's interesting. I, I feel like, I feel like it's still excess damage, but the excess damage is rolling over. I know we have to get a, maybe tree can rule rules it for us next time. Wait, well, someone, we need to bring up arena, get someone to double block one of our creatures. Cause I think like if you deal all, like, if you just single blocked it and like, it'd be like, have like minus three or whatever for its toughness mm-hmm. but it would be, it would just be zero and then like i don't know we yeah we really should have gotten tree in for this <laughs> yeah this is kind tree of and Joshua. these are very interesting now that we think about it yeah but because i was trying to think is like because he must be blocked and if you gave him tramples like all right i don't want to take all this damage so it's like six one, one ones or whatever mm-hmm. and like oh no i have to sack six non-creature non-land permanents no that'd be pretty brutal um so overall what do you think i mean i know you're just well i can't remember if you're not no that's right you, you usually don't care as much like when they make these universes beyond like you're not like hating on them per se right when when they announced that the walking dead ones were just going to be straight up uh totally unique cards i was against that mm-hmm. 
and kind of took me out of it. But since they said, all right, we're making um, in magic versions uh, at a later time, then I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because then you can, all right, people can have their cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And then, but, um, and then I think when we, when we talked about that on the podcast, I thought that wasn't the way they're saying, right, we're putting them on the list slot in some set boosters in a set six months from now. I thought that was kind of like, all right, that's not incredibly meaningful. Cause like most of like the walking dead cards are pretty expensive. Are they um, really? I thought they've, I thought well, they've like, like, well, like, cause I, well, Rick's played like, like legacy and stuff, isn't he? Yeah. And, but I think, um, I think he's all of them have, have gone down, honestly. Um, I can just do a quick check here. Um, while you're talking about it, I, I guess for me, it still goes back and I don't, I don't really want to get into it too much again, cause we've, we've laid it out several times, but, um, I just feel like, like the list thing didn't change my mind. The original unique card thing didn't change my mind because yeah, it's in formats that I play like commander, but, um, you know me, I'm, I'm definitely more on board with these and I definitely love that they chose, um, street fighter again. It's not, it's not, I'm not going to pretend to say that I'm a huge street fighter fan. Um, my friends are, which is why I really like it. Um, and that's kind of what I've still enjoyed about these universes beyond is that, um, just bringing different in people, you know, different groups of people into the game. Um, and these are, I mean, from what I've heard so far, these have done a really good job in kind of, um, emulating a street fighter character i think more so this was better than um the previous one with stranger things like a lot of people just said those could have been done a little better as far as like their mechanics and uh how their portrayal is in the tv show uh but so far i haven't really received anything negative from these like these are like oh this is what i would expect from a street fighter card if it was in magic right so uh, I really enjoy them. I think they did a good job in putting some Easter eggs here. Um, and I know if I end up getting some for some friends, they're really going to appreciate it. So I like them. I like them a lot. Um, yeah, I'd say they're the best uh, of the universes beyond stuff. Not in terms of just like, cause I like Rick's like stupid. Mm-hmm. Like he's, that's a really strong card, but in terms of like placating to the street fighter fans and not printing a bunch of like really busted stuff that for the, at least for the time being, they have to buy directly from Watsy. I think this is probably the best job they've done of balancing and appeasing all parties involved. Right. So I, Rick is still the only one that's really expensive at $44. Negan's the last, next one at $10. So are they more expensive than their original buying price? Sure. But they're but the other ones are, are dirt cheap and they're also mechanically exclusive cards until they get re- released. But um, I just never thought it was going to be an issue. There's always going to be a chase card um, in these you know, uh, uh, universes beyond releases and secret layers. So I just, you know, I never thought it was a thing. Like if it, if it was out of my, if it was unobtainable before, it's not changing much from that anyway. And like you said, to your point, like with the set boosters, I mean, you're even you who can come across a set booster more often, you're still not buying them, right? Like your, your mm-hmm. main way of getting cards is in drafts. So they still haven't fixed that problem. So, um, do you just want to, Oh, good. Uh, we did miss one card. What is the extra card that comes with the secret layer called? I think it is a Doken, right? Well, no, I'm saying, but what is it? Was that what's that slot called? They just call it the extra card or something? Yeah, it's just like the the random, mm. I don't know, the random prize mm. slot or whatever. 
But yeah, so for this, the Street Fighter secret layer, it is Hadoken, which is basically uh, just a uh, Godzilla-style reskin of Lightning Bolt. Yeah. Single red mana for an instant deal street damage to any target. Yeah. And it looks pretty neat. Although I find it, now I think that I think about it, it's like, dang, this like Hadoken's both an ability on Ryu and its own card. I, I think um, I think that I'm not gonna lie, I think that was kind of a mess. Honestly, I don't I don't think that that card should have been like either Hadoken should have been a lightning bolt on Ryu or Hadoken should have been a different card, right? Like it emulates that somehow. So I agree with that. Um, I think one thing that should do they should have made like Ryu and Ken's like. The exact same card, just color shifted. That's one thing I would think. I would be pretty funny because they're basically just the same, just color shifted. Yeah, um, it'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, maybe make some like slight difference. All right, you you want to touch on any of these other? We still have a few minutes, so you want to touch on any of these other secret layers? Yeah, I'm just gonna touch on them real quick. Um, so one of them in the secret layer, Neon Ink Showcase. Uh, we got Ghostly uh, Prison, Free from the Real, Baseju, who shelters all, Hall of the Bandit Lord. Uh, I'm not going to read out what the cards do, but um, if you're looking at this one, uh, definitely Paseju. Um, I can look at it real quick, but I'm pretty sure that's... Where is this? Uh, do what? Where is this one? This is... So if you go... I'm, I'm actually looking at it on the uh, uh, Mythic Spoiler site. And then if you oh, need I see it, it. most recent. Uh, so yeah, that's like a $30 card. Um, and it's highly played in Commander. So this is one that I'm looking at possibly getting for myself uh, just to have a, a nice copy of it. Uh, the next one is called the Little Walkers. It's basically like... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Also, like, like Hall of the Bandit Lord. That was a card I wanted to look at for... Uh, it's Holly. And that's actually pretty penny too. Oh yeah, you're right. It is It is at least 10 bucks. It might be more. Let me it's see. more than that. Let's see. All of the bandit lord is yeah 20 bucks so there you go this one wow then this one's a really good deal then so you get a 30 dollar and a 12 dollar 17 dollar card uh for 30 bucks like that seems really awesome actually um so yeah okay well this is probably already on the number one or number one getter on top of getting the street fighter like i think if you're getting anything you have to get the street fighter if you're really into it uh, for value, this one seems great. The next one is the Little Walkers. It's basically like chibi art for the Planeswalkers. Um, funny enough, the only one that um, might be a value here, like I know like Tamiya the Moon Sage was like hovering around 15 to 20 bucks, and Ashiok Dream Render might just be one that people really like for modern and stuff, but nothing really big there. Uh, then we have the Secret Lair Kaido Shizuki, um bribery is like i think the most expensive card in here and the art going up last night yeah and that card's really really cool um but uh again not really something that i'm looking uh forward to getting here um yuko shimizu shimizu um the cards here again uh i think the value on this one for the four cards like it has hakori dust drinker i don't even know what this card does Kira, the Great Glass Spinner, which has always hovered around like $10 or more. The art is really cool in it, by the way. Then it has Eidolon of the Great Revel um, and Elvish Spirit Guy. Like, uh, this may barely get to $30, like, prior to th- these cards being printed, and I don't think it's much. Um, Wait, can I tell you what Hikori the Dust Drinker does? I mean, I know what it does, sorry, but, like, I don't know, like, what it, I don't know its value, but sure, go ahead and spit it out. So this is the first time I've seen this card. Two white, white for a legendary spirit. Two two lands don't untap during the controller's untap steps. Mm-hmm. The beginning of each player's un- upkeep, the player untaps a land they control. So it's like a uh, 
like a winter orb style thing on like a body so basically it's a it's a it's a non-commander commander card (laughs) because people Mm. don't want to see this (laughs) um the next one uh if i i'll be quite honest with you if i had the the cheddar i would spend a lot of money on this it's just secret layer shades not included so these are full arts uh what do you call this like um it's like a digital layout. Yeah, digital thing. layout. I'm thinking of what's the game with the uh, the motorcycles and you can't run into the lines. Uh, they made a movie about it. Um, oh, Tron. Tron, thank you. Like Tron-esque style lands. I think these are really hot, honestly. I, yeah, my only complaint, uh, and I always have a complaint with these, is like the forest should have been more foresty, not like forest I- bulb heads. Um, yeah, I think it's just really like the tops of trees because they wanted because like one thing was just all of them have like the moon mm-hmm. or like the sun or whatever because the planes look like it's daytime or whatever right but they all have like the same like moon thing on it so that's like the feature on all of them right so I think it's just trying to show like that shining down on like the tops of trees no I get I get it I get it I Even just the swamp is a graveyard <laughs> yeah yeah no I get it. I get what they were doing with it but I definitely feel like I could have got a little more force out of this um and on the island, the island did a good job of showing like the water versus the the island itself. The mountain, however, it's I get it. You don't really have to distinguish that it's a mountain, but I would have liked it to have been a little bit different. But regardless, I would have spent a ton of money on these. I actually think these are buys. Um, if you, I know we have tons of uh, basic land arts, but these are just going to be hard to get at some point. Yeah. The and last, say, like basically every single basic land secret layer mm-hmm. is like usually good value right the last one um is a uh japanese uh alt art version and it's called uh secret layer pictures of floating world so these i believe are all like the wind brisk uh moss wood bridge type of cards um i will point out that uh wind brisk heights by far has to be one of the most beautiful pictures uh i've seen on a magic card uh, as far as like that Japanese art goes, I think it's, I think it's really awesome. Actually, I would just buy just that card by itself. The other ones are great. Don't get me wrong, but I just love, I've always had a been a big fan of uh, what do they call them? Like the cherry blossom trees um, and that, mm-hmm. in that building there. So really awesome. Um, sorry. I said that was the last one, but we actually have one more and that's the uh, secret layer Kamigawa, the manga, the cards. In there, we have our 15th reprint of uh, Swords to Plowshares. And then we have Idolat Tutor, Solve the Equation, Praetor's Grasp, and Veil Summer. Um, art's really neat. I'm really disappointed that they yet again printed another Swords to Plowshares. There's just so many other cards in white that they could have done. I think that they could have made manga. But um, regardless, uh, another cool thing if you're into it. Um, so just as a recap. Uh, if you're like us, you probably want to get the ink showcase along with the street fighter. And if you have money and really like the lands, I would also say get those shades not included, but cool drop. Um, would have liked to see a couple more cards, uh, maybe smattered in here, um, that I would have wanted, but again, this doesn't have to be for everybody. And that's kind of the cool thing with the secret layers that I've been liking. So, well, all right, that'll do it for our secret layer talk. Coast, do you have anything else you want to hit this week? Don't have any quick picks, but you know what? I'm going to do one real fast because I know you got to go. And there was a card that I think was coming to me, but I'm just drawing a blank. So give me a hot second. In the meantime, do you want to tell them about it? Call the Bandit Lord. 
Pick huh? them up now. Yeah, pick, pick, I'm pick those up now. Now go ahead and uh, while I'm looking, tell them about uh, supporting their local LGSs, Micah. Yeah, support your local LGSs, folks. Boom, get it done. All right, um, check out Junior's Comics and Cards located at Slaughter and Manchac near the HEB in South Austin. Check out Alpha Strike Gaming in Sam Marcus and check out Force of Will Gaming in Bastrop. Uh, support your local LGS game stores. Um, huh. Said it twice for emphasis. Um, but yeah, uh, support your local game stores if you can. Um, it's still an interesting time for them. Uh, not all of them are reopening, so... Uh, Purchase your cards from if you can. And if you have the wherewithal and the desire to, go go get some games in. Play some Commander. Costa really wants to play Commander because he hasn't done it in forever. It's been way too long. I've I've been pestering people quite a bit, and I'm I'm not big into I mean, I'll do a spell table, but I like in person for sure. Man, I spend a lot of work trying to get my spell table set up better too. I mean, I'm so I'm, I'm so about it, but we just can't get our friends to jump on, which is kind of the hardest thing. So, do you want to play a game of Commander with Costa and myself? You shoot us an email. Let us know on Twitter at MTG Untap Pod or our Facebook MTG Untap Podcast. We'd love to jam some games with you. Just just let us know. We'll make it happen. You get to play with the MTG Untap crew, and if you beat us, you get ownership of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everything's on the line have you found your card yet my friend man he's just uh you feel like wilson right now do you throw in some money at this in this case uh our very low don't reputation. worry it's not that much <laughs> <laughs> uh i did find a, i did find the card um that i wanted to talk about so this is for you speaking of uh, high roller slash uh, gamblers here um if you want to take a risk at something uh i really feel like the Gen Cataxis Progress Tyrant foil etched uh, at $118 is actually a pretty good buy. I've actually, if I had a little more money, which I'm trying to, I'm going to probably list some cards just so I can pick it up. I actually think it's a pretty good buy here. Uh, only 36 listings. We have one, the very first vendor, legit MTG with four um, in their inventory. Uh, but the drop on these uh, is very low. Uh, the rarity is extremely high, and the more of the Praetors we get in Phyrexian means uh, there's just more collectability because someone's going to want them all at once. So um, I would pick pick Jinkataxis up, which means that I would also pick up Vorinclex as well uh, in Phyrexian because that card has also a mega tanked. Uh, which is good for you because if you didn't buy in, you know, right at the hype of it, spending like two hundred plus dollars. Uh, you can get them as low as $100 right now. So that's a, a massive discount. And I just think that as time goes on, these are going to be uh, more and more collectible. And again, if you're someone like me who picked up the Secret Layer Phyrexian bundle and then you add these to your collection and you can sell them as a whole, I think that's a pretty good place to be in. So Jinkadaxis, I'm saying it'll go up to 200 bucks. I'm also saying Goron Clocks will go up to 200 bucks. Uh, give it about a year to year and a half. So these are longer holds. Uh, but those are my quick picks for today. Micah did a great job at uh, making sure you go visit your LGSs and come visit us. Uh, so Micah, take us home. That will do it for this, the 58th episode of MTG Untapped. Untapped, just like Ryu's activated ability. Hadoken. Uh, what did you think about what we talked about today? 
What did you think about all these sweet uh, Street Fighter secret layer cards? Are you picking up any of these dope secret layers? Let us know on Twitter at MTG Untapped Pod or our Facebook MTG Untapped Podcast. If you have any other ideas for stuff you would like us to talk about, shoot us an email at untappedmailbag at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to play a game of Commander with us on Spell Table, hit us up at any of those other avenues. We'll try to make it happen. Also, if you would please um, subscribe to the podcast and rate and leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. It would be very much appreciated. And one final shameless plug, go follow me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash I am the Micah. Just had to get that out there because, you know, I changed my handle. Uh, I coast a suggestion, I might add, to uh, I am the Micah on Twitch now. So I just had to get the new new handle out there. Sarko, so I'll stop shilling myself. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of MTG Untapped. I have been the Micah. I tried to get us to 50 minutes, but it's not going to happen. Uh... He's been Costa. We'll talk to y'all next week. Have a great one. Let it go.